Hi, it's Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm joined today with uh, Sherry Calvert, and we're going to be talking about communication. And it's such an important topic if you want to be connected and are working from a framework of no dogma, because people can um, come from many different walks of life with drastically different cultures, so there have to be some ground rules or some common ground, right? Or maybe not. Uh, We're going to explore that. But first, let's acknowledge our oldest ancestors, the elements. Acknowledge the element of Earth, and thank you for all the things physical, our bodies, the beautiful planet where we live, stability, groundedness, sensuality, and all those earthy qualities that help us to have a real human experience. Acknowledge and give gratitude to air for our intelligence, conversations, inspiration, breath, discernment, ideas, innovation, and for giving us a link to the voices of the spirit world. Acknowledge the fire and give gratitude for our personal power and responsibility to get through all the changes that COVID is bringing into the world right now. Acknowledge and give gratitude for water, for sustaining our lives, purification, flexibility, and all that soft power that we have within. I give gratitude to all of you for tuning in, for telling others, and for sending us your support. We rely on your emotional support, of course, and financial support to be here. So thanks for every like, share, and social media comment. Thanks for joining us on our private Facebook group. Um, And if you'd like to donate, please hit the button on our website at www.pantasociety.net, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash pantasociety and donate there. So welcome, Sherry. It's good to talk to you again. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you too. And for all the communication that you and I do, um, it's funny that we're doing a podcast on communication, but I do think it's an important topic. Um, anything ping in for you on that? Um, always, always. Um, especially now because, um, you know, we've the world that we're living in right now with um, the lack of contact that we're having, we're communicating via phone calls or telecommuting, whatever. And... Um, with the recent election that we just had here in the U.S., um, I think people don't see that communication is not just about talking to each other, but it's how we hear each other um, as well as um, understand each other when we're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And definitely. So it's one of those, for me, it's, and I think with everybody, it's always like a, a, a lesson. Like I'm always trying to learn constantly. Um, because it's a sovereignty and a boundary issue as well. Like if you don't have healthy boundaries and you don't understand your sovereignty, then conversations go sideways real fast and there's mm-hmm. no way to keep them. Up. How yeah. about you? You just said a whole lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot in mind when I came on the call, but after all of that, now I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of directions we can go with that. <laughs> Is anything uh, in particular um, standing out for you? Um, I mean, there's a couple of things I've had in the last couple of weeks that, um, so usually when I'm speaking with someone, I if, especially if it turns heated or into an argument, like I, I, my goal is never to go there. Like I understand there's passion behind things you believe in. Totally, totally understand that. But then when the conversations evolved into upsetting each other but the thing is we don't know why like what is your goal when you're speaking um are you trying to win because in that case then the conversation really doesn't go anywhere what am I going to learn from this conversation but also um especially like I've had really heated ones lately and I'm not sure I'd like I always try to understand where that person is coming from but also um when I flat out ask you, like, what do you want? What do you expect? What do you need? Um, And the person is unsure, then I'm like, well, at that point, then why, what are we we talking about? (laughs) Like, where do we go from here? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally agree with that. Yeah, you got to know, you don't have to know your end game, but you need to at least know your direction, (laughs) what you want out of this. I mean, why are we talking? Is it about understanding is it about me beating you (laughs) because if that's where we're going i don't know that i want to have that conversation (laughs) right 
And I think and for uh, a lot of people, that is what it's about. It's like, I, I'm right. You know, here it is. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> We're not having a conversation mm-hmm. then. It's a lecture. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And the the amazing thing is I think people don't understand that um, we honestly, truly do not have to agree on something and we can still speak to each other, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I I know there's, like, big issues that that hits and there's small issues, but even the big ones, um, I think the biggest thing I'm seeing um, as we're going along, because a lot of us are speaking in forums now and online, so we definitely don't get the the visual cues. Like we're not seeing someone's body reaction or the facial expression. So we have no idea what the intent behind the words is really. And so if we're reactionary, I mean, it just, it blows up, but then it comes down to shutting people down because we don't agree on something. And then I'm always like, well, where are we going? What did we learn? Like, what did I gain out of this? And then if it was nothing but a waste of time, I mean, because I'm guilty of this too. Like, I get passionate about things. Um, but it's like, I, I, I really don't understand at these points. Like, what was the goal? Or um, if we're in these, like, especially in these big groups where we're supposed to be learning things, like sometimes they're really topic-specific. And people can't stay on topic, and then it just gets really confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think there need to be boundaries around everything, and and when you go beyond those boundaries, it gets, like you said, really, really confusing. And I'm so glad that in the um, Facebook private group, we really haven't. I mean, there's been a little flare-ups, getting close to stuff, but we really haven't had that <laughs> because I think people are really careful to follow the rules. So we do have group mm-hmm. rules. And, you know, it's they're really just about boundaries. It's like, okay, what are you trying to say? Are you ranting? You can rant. Just let us know that it mm-hmm. is a rant. <laughs> do you want help? Let us know that you want help, you know? And I think if you do that, then people can hear it in the spirit that you're saying it. Because I've, I've ranted a few times. I'm just like, I don't understand this. What is going on? This is it. Because <clears throat> when I'm doing that, I'm really trying to work it out in my own head. And so I am in a listening space. So for me, a rant is just like, I'm spilling all the confusion that's inside of me. Feel free mm-hmm. to to riff off of that, whatever pings you, because I'm listening to you to hear the things that I'm not making sense of or that I haven't put two and two together, and I appreciate the feedback, um, but that's not always the case. So I think you really do have to know your why. Why am I saying these things? <laughs> and I think a right. lot of times lately what we're, what I've been hearing about the election, and I've also heard, some things. So we just had Columbus Day recently in October, and Thanksgiving was yesterday as we're recording this. And I've heard things like just nasty stuff about, um, well, Columbus was a was a um, colonizer and happy Colonizer Day for Happy Thanksgiving. And okay, I get that if that's where you are. Uh, what is your point? To me, Thanksgiving is about gratitude. I get all the other stuff. I'm not doing that today because <laughs> I'm focusing on gratitude, and I don't really want to hear that other stuff. You know, it's not the place. <laughs> so right. I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, know what, know who your audience is. Know what you're trying to get out of it. And and does the other person want to participate? Don't come dumping all your stuff off on me if I'm not, like, in that space. <laughs> right. You know, that's actually perfect that you said that. Like, if don't expect a participation. Like, if you're engaging someone and you know you want to fight, let them know that you want to fight. <laughs> like, right. <you> know, <laughs> at least be honest with yourself that you are looking for a debate or you are looking for an argument so that they can excuse themselves and not be part of it if they don't want to. Because like, there has to be um, consent in that as well. Like, you yes. are responsible for how you react and how you feel about something. So I'm not saying that you cannot get mad about something, because of course you can. We all can. We can all get mad and have whatever range of emotions we want to. How we react to the person saying them is a totally different ball game, right? And it's the same way with when we are in a, a mood or a space, uh, recognizing that and then understanding that everybody else's conso- sovereignty and consent um, yeah, you have to respect that. So, like, if I'm in a terrible, crappy mood, I'm just not going to go hang out with people. <laughs> like, I, you know, yeah. that's, 
take that out. Or if I'm mad about a social situation or the political situation or anything or a baseball game I watch, like if I'm mad, like I'm not going, unless I know the person is willing to engage in that and wants to be a part of that, I I don't have time. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. And I don't think, so one of the things that's been coming up for me lately is about what, you know, the practical aspects of animism. What does everyday animism look like? Because it's not just something that we do on holy days and then pack it away. For me, it's a lifestyle. It's, it, it really infiltrates every single thing I do, everything. And mm-hmm. sovereignty and connection is in, con- in communication. I want to know when I'm talking to you that you can respect my views. I want to know um, where the boundaries are. I'm not going to usually, I mean, everybody's, like you said, everybody's human. I might have these times when I do this. But generally, I don't overtake somebody when I'm having a conversation. I understand, you know, where you are and where I am, and I don't encroach on that. So, and, and I'm totally interested in connection, if you are. I'm not trying to have connection with somebody who's not interested. I respect that. You don't have to. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I mean by, you know, how, how it infiltrates. So it's really not, I mean, just for anybody who's, like, wondering, are you guys making rules? Because I thought we had, didn't have any rules. It's really <laughs> not about rules. It's just ex, ex, respecting the sovereignty while still maintaining the connection piece. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, I recently had a, an experience. It's kind of funny. Um so I think this goes with personality types. Like when I'm speaking with someone, I'm doing a lot of, well, it depends on who I'm speaking with, especially if, I, if I'm talking to you for the first time or I'm, you know, we're new to each other. Um, it's a mental game for me. Uh, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out, first of all, um, what, like, what, like what your motivations are. Like why are you speaking? Not why are you speaking. So this is going to sound totally horrible. But I just want to know, so like if you're coming up to me with something and monetary value is important to you and I know this, then I understand why whatever you're talking about has a lot to do with that when I don't see it that way because monetary value isn't important when I'm talking about things um, or vice versa, right? So it's it's understanding what your boundaries are, what's important to you, what drives you, and then you know, so that I understand why your perspective is this on something. Because we can all look mm-hmm. at something, the same thing, and feel completely different about it or see it completely different. Um, and these are the conversations I find fascinating because of that. Like if I'm in a room with a whole bunch of different personality types and we watch the same movie and we all have a different take, a different mm-hmm. favorite character, different, and I love the reason why, and that's because we all perceived what happened differently. Like it's a different story for all of us. And um, I think big for me, I recently had a, a, a friend who I didn't realize it was happening. <laughs> so this person is very um, aware of themselves and, and with everybody else, you know, sometimes we lose where we're at. Um, mm-hmm. And they were getting heated with me in a conversation, but I actually was totally unaware that that's what was happening. Um, and they were getting excited about, how I was reacting to that, like how I didn't care enough about a particular thing. <laughs> and then by the end of it, like apparently they had raised their voice and was reactionary, but um, I didn't see that. I was perceiving it as passion for why they saw, thought that I should be into it. And then they were apologizing to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Cause I had no idea you were getting ramped up. Cause had I known that you were ramping up, <laughs> I would either change the subject or try to say, no, it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm super excited that you're excited about it. You know, I mean, there's just, it's like a play both ways as we, as we talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. And I think I, I'm guessing this was uh virtual because most of our conversations are, but I think that um, <laughs> that plays a huge part in, in missing those cues too. Mm-hmm. But I've also had that a lot lately, and I think it's because of the virtual thing. We're just like, I don't even know. We're not even having a conversation here, are we? Because one person is doing one thing, the other person's doing another thing, and, and everybody's in their own head, and it's like, uh, it's just not working very well. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating when that happens. Right. 
I mean, I've done the same thing as well. Um, and actually recently uh, on a teleconference call, I was saying something about a situation that about somebody else that was on that call, but I wasn't looking at the screen, right? So first of all, um, I, I was busy doing something else. So I wasn't paying attention to the person's reactions. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if we could front of each other, I definitely would have seen them. So I didn't see that person stressing out. And then it took somebody else to say, hey, can we talk about this some other time? And then I realized my mistake. Like, first of all, that person did not ask for any advice. So I crossed the line. Um, There's a sovereignty there because that person um, did not specifically state uh, whether it was a rant, whether they needed advice or whatever. They just said something. And I took it upon myself to give advice and then not um, pay attention to the person that I was talking at because um, obviously they were having a stressful moment. I didn't see it and I caused a problem in the conversation. So, you know, that's on me. Like I totally take accountability for that. And um, I, we, you know, we don't do that. It took somebody else to say, Hey, can we talk about this some other time? And that's totally cool. Like I was not offended by the, the change of topic. I was hurt that I was hurting somebody else because I wasn't paying attention Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's another aspect of sovereignty is that when we take responsibility, I mean, at least in my experience, when I take responsibility for my own stuff, it tends to diffuse the situation, and I am the first mm-hmm. to do that because I want other people to do that, and I think it's just the right thing to do. You know, if I um, I had a similar situation where I was just absolutely clueless <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> And I've just been working a lot, you know, I'm not paying attention or something. I don't know, tired. I don't know. Just uh, my head was just not in the right space. And then when it clicked on, I was like, oh, my God, you know. And and then the situation just totally diffused itself because everybody wants to be Mm -hmm. heard. And when you say, I'm sorry, how can I fix this or acknowledge the other person's feelings, usually that's all it takes. It doesn't have to be like this big thing where we're just hating each other now. (laughs) Right, right. I love, though, um, so working on myself, uh, because I was, you know, many, many years ago, and I, you know, and I'm a constant work in progress, um, but uh, I I would always be super passionate about how I talked um, and not realizing other people in the room or not, not, uh, not necessarily not realizing them, but what I was saying, how it affected people in the room. So I, I cannot be responsible for how they feel about it, but also I can see where the conversation is going nowhere, or I can change the words that I'm using to make my point different because I see confusion and I, you know, or lack of understanding or maybe, um, and so it, it does cause me pause to reflect on what I'm saying, but there's also, um, if we are, completely aware of like I love that the rant idea I love the I'm asking for help idea so if you're asking ahead of time before we even talk and it doesn't have to be I I know it sounds like so formal like when you're trying to talk to somebody like hey can I talk to you or hey can I ask you a question or hey trigger warning there's always so many ways to come at this so that it's not so it doesn't feel like um, we're not friends that the conversation can be so much more pleasant because there are times that yeah. um, we don't know what somebody else is going through. So if mm-hmm. I come up and bombard you with a bunch of questions and I was totally unaware that you had a billion things going on your uh, that day anyway, you're going to be cranky when you try to respond. So if I come to you and I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, do you have a moment or do you have some brain space available? Or so I'm, I'm putting, I'm involving you in the decision process whether, you know, you want to engage in this conversation or not. And if you say no, right. I'm, I'm totally cool with my sovereignty that I'm like, I respect that. So I will yeah. either wait if it's important that you be part of it or I will find somebody else if it's not important who needs to help me with the decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's one of the reasons why – you and I have known each other a really long time, and we've um, <laughs> done business together, which is a total friendship breaker, <laughs> usually for right. lots of people, because lots of, you know, there's lots of stress involved in that. And, you know, we're now yeah. doing pan society together, and we're still friends. And I think it's mm-hmm. because of that, because I can say that, because you can hear that, and vice versa, that it works. And we don't take it personally, and we're both sovereign people, 
And, you know, it's just like, cool. It's not about you, you know? <laughs> right, for sure. And, I, you know, I respect that. I, it's so hard to get people to see that, too, because, um, well, I think it's shocking for people that don't know us. Like, they'll know us individually, and then when they see it together, because we are not the same type of people. We're, like, so far apart not on personality. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, yeah. what our drives are, like that, and, and how In we so process. In so ways, really. I mean, if you think about it. I mean, we have animism in common, but we have a lot more that's not in common. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it does make me think that um, it, it gives me hope, for one, for everybody. But it, it makes me realize that um, if you can get to a place where you, so, like sovereignty, we say it so much, but it's so true. Um if you can get to a place where you have great boundaries, you practice sovereignty, you can be friends with anybody or at least mm-hmm. be able to have pleasant conversations and, I, you know, no fighting or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because honestly, we have known each other for a long time and how many friendships actually make it that long, you know? I know. I know. And that's not to say we never disagree or fight or what. I mean, I don't say we ever fight, but, like, disagree. We disagree. Like, there are things that we just don't agree on, but we can come at it from our our perspectives, and then yeah. it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have to consider the think we've ever had a fight. Mm-mm. No, because I'm thinking about, like, raising voices and, and whatever. I don't think mm-hmm. we've ever had a fight. I, I think we've no. disagreed, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but other than that, it's like, okay, what's your point? Okay, here's my point, and this is how we hear it. And then, okay, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Like, and I, you know, that's any relationship, like whether it's a friendship, a partnership, a marriage, whatever. Like, if you are not convinced that you have to convince the other person to believe you 100% of the time, or you guys have to have the same ideas, um, it it would be wonderful. Like, everybody would be. It would everything would be so much more pleasant. Like you knew who yeah. to deal with, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of diversity in the world, and and I'm so grateful for that. No, mm-hmm. when I say I say this often, I don't know if I'd say this in every podcast or every video, but when I say "Hey, disagree with me," I'm totally serious <laughs> because I want to hear the other side. I want to hear about perspectives that are not my own. Even if somebody, we have lots of beginners in pan society, and we did a mm-hmm. salon the other day. I think the guy is a beginner, not quite sure. Um, but, you know, certainly the term animism seemed to be new to him, and so he, he wasn't doing a whole lot of practices. And I learned stuff from him. I was like, oh, my God, I never thought about that that way before. And it was refreshing. And I think we can learn from everybody, and as long as we come at it from that, point, you know, what can I learn from you today? Doesn't mean we have to agree, but it's even if it's like, wow, I never thought anybody would think like that, you know, it's still interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm willing to listen to anybody. I've got friends of that are just so wildly different from each other. And I really like Mm -hmm. that. I like living in that diverse world where people are just so different. Mm -hmm. I think, um, uh, right, like having that diversity. Like, and I love talking to people who are strong in their boundaries and sovereignty because if I'm having a moment where, um, I, I like I'm so upset about something and I know I'm off the rails, right? But I just don't know why. And then I talk to them and they're like, "Oh, well, what's bothering you about this?" And then I have to sit there and think about it. What is bothering me about this? Like, why am I upset? And then when I find out it's over nothing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it often is. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? You're, it, it's stupid. I'm sitting here mad because I don't know, like, it's stupid. Like, there's no reason for me to be mad. It, it happens. <laughs> there's, no, like, nothing to change. So, um, and I think this is very true in, like, healing, um, in any kind of healing modality, like I think for anybody who wants to get better about anything, I think communication is a huge part of that. Yeah. You're uh, mm-hmm. talking today, and if you can't understand the languages of communicating, then how are you supposed to open yourself up to 
honestly healing, like honestly yeah. being able to set those boundaries. And I, you know, I know this is yeah. probably like a whole other conversation for another day too, but um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, because most of the time that we have issues, it's with people or a situation and it's because of our lack of communication skills in it. I mean, and I, I really have to stress, it's not just about the ability to speak, but right. to comprehend and have a conversation. Yeah. I think listening is the the hardest part for people because your ego gets involved in it. And I'm talking about me too. I'm not just those people. I mean me. <laughs> you know, your ego gets involved, your feelings get involved, and you don't want to listen. You just want to speak. You want to be, you know, you want your power and all of this. And, and it, you really have to do both. And one of the things that helped me tremendously with that is the talking circles um, and the mm. moon circle because that's the the – the boundaries of what you're doing. You know, you have to listen in order to participate. And and mm-hmm. it's not, it's about your experience. So you, there's nothing for you to fix. All you do is be present. And then what's yours is yours. And I think if we did that with every conversation, goodness, the, the growth that you get would just be amazing. Right. Because your whole life then becomes about you which is part of sovereignty too. It is about you. You're the center of your universe. Not to say that no one else matters, but you're the center, you know, and if you're not the center, are you living your own life? Mm. Yeah. I think um, that's a great point. I think everybody should, well, obviously only women can do the main circle, but have talking circles and learn the rules of that. Yeah. Uh, because I, I apply that to my everyday life. Like, I have to think about it. Is it a rant? And then I'll preface with, this is a rant, which means you don't have to respond. <laughs> I'm just screaming out into the cosmos. <laughs> I don't want advice. I just want to be a lunatic for five. Well, not even really, just me personally. <laughs> like, I just, I just want to say what five minutes and then it's gone. Like, it's out of my mouth. It's out of my brain. It's out of my body. Yeah. It's gone. Like, that's what I want. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm expecting. And I just want witnesses that it happened. And that's it. Whether you want to witness it or not, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, and then there's time where I'm like, okay, guys, help me out. I have no idea what this means. <laughs> like, this is the exchange that happened. And I'm confused as what well, you know. And then, you know, you're asking for advice. Everybody's like, okay, so this is my opinion or this is my perspective. And I can take and leave whatever, right? And um, I think part of that, too, I've seen people participate in those that, um, oh, they don't follow my advice, and I think that's bad boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to. They asked you for your opinion, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they have to take it. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a, a contract with the person you're speaking to as well. Like, uh, if if you get offended that no one takes your advice every time they ask you, then say, hey, I don't want to give them my advice. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Simple. <laughs> and another thing that you said that was uh, popped out to me um, just now was about, um, what did you just say? Oh, I need a witness. So for mm. me, um, it took me a long time to, I, I do the sovereignty part really well. Always have. Boundaries are really good. Um but the connection piece is is the more challenging part. Um, mm-hmm. And learning that you need a witness, I think, for, for people like me, is really important. Because there is a connection to everything. And if you don't have this witness, um, then it can feel really lonely and it can feel really... There's just a dimension about having a witness that you don't get when you're by yourself. You can't get it from journaling. You can't get it from all the ways that you reflect back your own thoughts and your own being because if there's something about seeing it in the eyes of another person or the understanding mm. of another person um, because we're mirrors for each other. And when they give compassion, it's just like, you know, oh, I, I can feel compassion for myself or maybe I need to give compassion to myself or just – you know, thank you for showing up for me. Um, and again, back to the moon circles and talking circles, I think that is the biggest blessing of those because I think maybe it wasn't even until we started doing moon circles that I, I even knew the value of that because that's what they do. They they give you a witness. Mm-hmm. 
No, I that's um, it's pinging with me now too. Because uh, I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or because, like I said earlier, I'm a constant work in progress. Um, I think we all are. Uh, sharing was a, an issue of mine, and it's I don't know if it was a trust thing or I mean because I feel like I'm really good at holding space for others and. Uh, I'm really good at hearing and witnessing, but I never, ever felt like I was, I, and I still do, I, I'm a terrible sharer <laughs> like, because I, I don't do it as much as I should um, or feel like I should. And it's been a newer thing for me that I'm seeing um, when I'm dealing with people that are in, you know, have good boundaries, have practiced good sovereignty, it's a great space for me because I feel so much better showing my ugly. And when I, yes. what I mean by my ugly, <laughs> is like what upsets me because I'm really good about holding that all in. Um, I had a friend who, she's so funny. She, um, she's like, why? She's like, I always feel like you're so bubbly and happy and and I feel bad that you can't be that on other days. And I I knew exactly what she was talking about. Like I, because I started to talk about something upsetting me and then I stopped because I was like, I don't want to drag the conversation down. And she's like, it's okay. You're allowed to do it. And she's like, I'm giving you permission. And so I'm glad that I have people like this and you included, like, I, I mean, you've heard a lot of my ugly too, but <laughs> um, it's good to have that, right? It's good to mm-hmm. deal with people that have healthy boundaries. And then you're right. It is that validation and it's more community building, I believe, because mm-hmm. we witness that in people. We see it. We, we see they're ugly. We hear the ugly. Um, and, it's, it doesn't change what they think about you or mm-hmm. how I, you know, no. vice versa. Um, and then on the really bad ones, we can help hold each other accountable for terrible behavior, but then also support each other when we're not in the best. Like when, because we all function differently, right? We're not always good and happy and healthy every single day. We fluctuate. Mm-hmm. So on days that we we can't stand up, we have support. Like we have yeah. the team and the community that we put together um, because we're all working for the same things. We're all working to be able to talk to each other, listen to each other, share, uh, and care for each other. Yeah, and I think, that's I one think of it is so, yeah, it is so important to have that community where you, everybody has the same ideals about communication, about sharing, about being non-judgmental with what you hear about not holding it against people because that's one of the things that I hear a lot as a therapist is that you know I encourage people to be vulnerable and to share and open up and what happens when they do that often is that what they share is used against them that's not Mm -hmm. what it's about (laughs) that's not why we share it's so that we can be closer not so that we can give each other weapons to hurt us (laughs) that's what you're doing You, you know you're you're it turns back on you because then people don't want to be vulnerable to you. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, I can definitely witness for that because <laughs> I've seen it. Like I, after a while, people share and share and share. And if you don't share, they don't feel like they can share with you anymore. Right. And they won't. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> yeah. It's I very much a two-way street. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I appreciate the Pan Society group, um, the private group, that some of these conversations, it's funny because I know there's people on there that ideologically we are just polar opposites, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. As, as we have these conversations or um, certain topics pop up, I mean, occasionally there's going to be uh, a glitch or a flare up, but it tends to work itself out rather quickly mm-hmm. and um and i and i think it's part because they know everybody's witnessing yeah um and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things i love too and i'm just now recognizing this is in this forum or in the group um nobody ever jumps and takes sides right that's uh, true the the problem solving i see that happens especially when there's communication issues is most people will jump in and say, oh, this is how I interpreted it, so I could see how you did this. So it's it's a really great 
um, exercises in not taking sides but showing each other how we all see a certain situation because it usually comes on. You know, we have been amazing about being able to talk about really hot button issues. I agree. And, I agree. And no one, and you know, no one's gotten upset. No one's been attacked. No one's been ganged up on because I never see right. that happening. Like I agree. Like so great about communicating with each other. So I, I, I have to appreciate there, and it's been there for me, um, especially when I know that there's people in there, like I said, that ideologically so polar opposite. But I know that if I say something or whatever, they still have my back on, and not necessarily that they're yes. going to say, oh, you're right, whatever, not that. But they they have mm-hmm. my back in, I see what you said, I see you, I hear you, mm-hmm. and then just let it be. Like, they'll they'll either, mm-hmm. you know, if I ask for advice, they'll, they'll say something, and if I didn't, they'll say, I see you, I heard you, witnessed, done. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds and, me of uh, um, when we were in uh, Canyon de Chez. Mm. Do you remember when we were on the with our tour guide? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, there was a couple of things that stick out for me for that because I loved him so much. Yeah, he was well, a really like, great guy. Yeah, the young one. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, both of them. Hilaha too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't that wasn't Canyon to say sorry, but yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yes, yeah. the young one. <laughs> yeah. So are you talking about the incident with the satellite? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's one of my eye openers where, um, so, God, how many years ago was that? Uh, it's been a while. But mm-hmm. um, our guide was so, I say young. He was like 18 or 19, and he's yes. so full mm-hmm. of wisdom. Like, he had so much. But um, the, there was one particular, like, it sticks with my heart. And I think about this every time that I think about lessons. Um, uh, as we were in there, like, everybody's homes are different. Like, everybody's got a different stage of building. Some people are in there farming in the canyon. Um, it's a lovely, lovely setup. There was one particular home that had um, a satellite dish and Tyvek. Like, it was it was strange. It was a juxtaposition against the backdrop of the canyon, and then, you know, I was I was just laughing about having to call a, a satellite guy to come out and fix your stuff if things are going wrong. But I asked our guide, I was like, so, uh, because, I, you know, in this Western world and consumerism, we always have this keeping up with the Joneses mentality. And so I asked him, I was like, so what do you, his neighbors think of him having a satellite and like all this stuff? And he's like, we don't. And at first I was like, what? Like I was, I was taken aback. But then I, because processing it later, I was like, that was my guilt. Like, because I did, right? I had an opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in that moment, I was like, I was like, oh, he's accusing me of something. <laughs> but that, like, uh, you know, and that was, that, that was like my gut reaction first, right? And then I was like, huh, that's great. <laughs> like that yeah, is- it is. It is. That is like, so now if somebody asks me, I'm like, I don't like if that's their business, you know, as long as exactly. no one gets hurt. Yeah. I don't, like, you know, it's, it's one of those, and it's one of those harder practices, right? Like, cause as you grow up, it's always in front of you. And, and depending on what culture you come from, you see it. And then, um, especially with mine, with Korean culture, or if you're sitting with the older Ajimas, <laughs> they've always got something to say about somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just it's a different perspective, and I love it. Like it really made me think about um, gossip, like how we talk mm-hmm. about people, um, and then it didn't matter. Like who cares what everybody else has, or how you know, as long as they're not hurting anybody to get it, and they're not hurting anybody. It's their stuff. Like, let them do with it yeah. what they will. If it, if it makes them happy, if it doesn't make them happy, I, you know, I don't care. I, I shouldn't care. It's not my pro- It's not my thing. Yeah. If we all did I think this some... and practiced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mindful communication definitely includes being non-judgmental because you can't hear people if you're judgy because your judgment gets mm-hmm. in the way. And um, one of the things that I learned early, 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 is that if you take out all the stuff that's uh, about 
ego. So all this stuff is I'm trying to make you feel this way about me or I'm trying to look this way or um, mostly ego stuff. And so that's going to take out all the gossip because gossip's usually about making yourself feel better, look better. Then what's probably going to be left is information, which is there's not much that we communicate that's informational. Um, and what was the other thing? Information and like stuff that we used to connect. So all mm. this that we do that is so wasted <laughs> because we're <laughs> avoiding connection. I mean, we could be having great conversations if we cut out the ego pieces and the judgment. Mm-hmm. I love totally those agree. conversations. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think the so the ego one, I, I think that's a huge one is we all need to recognize, and I'm not telling anybody what to do, so uh, if you choose to, <laughs> if you choose to want to recognize yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's a huge one. I think um, especially when you're talking to someone and um, you find yourself getting upset about it. Like, is it the words? Like, what is it? What is triggering you? And a lot of the times, um, especially for me, it's ego. Like the first reaction I had, you yeah. know, like with when he said that, I was like, what? And then I realized <laughs> I felt like he was judging me and it was an ah. ego thing. So once I shut that down, I was like, oh, okay, it's a great thing. And so if I can process everything I'm doing or like, fil- like if that's my filter for why I get upset or if I'm getting charged about um, a conversation – uh, I have to take mine out. Like I have to take whatever it is, like whatever my trash is or my ugly or whatever it is out of that equation and then see the conversation for what it is. Yeah. And I think it makes one, it makes the connection a whole lot easier and cleaner and clearer. But two, I think it makes the lens which we see the world lovely because mm-hmm. I think it was with that same guide when we were um, all, they had all these wild horses everywhere. Mm. And they looked really scraggly and unkept, un- you know, and their their manes and tails were just kind of wild. And he says, yeah, wind braids. And when you call them wind braids, it's just like, oh, that's so beautiful versus, you know, why is this <laughs> horse all scraggly? <laughs> he's wild. That's why he's scraggly. <laughs> and so, again, like, what is your lens? What do you think he's supposed right. to look like? He's wild, you know. And and now, mm-hmm. I mean, I always like wild things, wild people too. And when you see them as for their wildness and their natural selves and their true self, it just is so much nicer to me than the cultivated, clean stuff. You know, I'm putting this on for you kind of thing. It feels better to me. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the wild. <laughs> I want to talk to that guide more. <laughs> I know. He was so young and so wise. <laughs> it was just it, it's amazing. Like, um, there was a lot that I took away. So uh, I talk a lot. I know I have this tendency. I can. And then there's a lot of times where you see me where I just don't talk. Um, and that's because I'm enjoying what's happening in front of me. Uh, or I'm processing. <laughs> the other thing, too, is I could be processing and it's just a mental challenge. Um, but... Uh, the way he spoke, he said so much and so little. Mm-hmm. And just that knowledge and wisdom, not even knowledge, but just the wisdom of his words and mm-hmm. just his short 18 years on this planet. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So in in uh, my cultures, that's you're kind of expected to process your thoughts before you speak them. Mm-hmm. So that you don't waste other people's time and you don't spew your emotions out on people. And then what's left is you really don't have that much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, not to say that I don't talk too. You know, if I'm if I'm trying to give you information or if I'm trying to connect with you, I do, but I don't I don't engage in a lot of chit chat. I don't do gossip. I hate gossip. Um mm-hmm. there's a lot of that stuff that just doesn't come out because it's not inside. And that's something that has to be cultivated. um, So that resonates. I'm glad you said it. It's kind of funny. Like the not talking so much. And and sometimes it's great to just be quiet. Um, Mm -hmm. I noticed like 
have our stitch and bitches. Nobody ever bitches. <laughs> I know, which is great, kind of. <laughs> so I'm, I'm either looking at the group as extremely healthy, like everybody's in a, in a good place. Or reserved. <laughs> <laughs> or reserved. We yeah, can, I mean, know. we give the space for it. <laughs> but it's amazing that a lot of us can spend that hour to two hours and how much talking actually really happened. You know, we're just there doing our projects and just enjoying each other's companies. And I yeah. think that is fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And may, it could be that it's such a safe space that you don't need to bitch anymore. I don't know. Mm. You know, but we do make it available, and I think it's healthy to have those those spaces and people who will witness and and you know just hear you. So I like it. I'm glad we do it. Um, maybe one day I'll have something to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> maybe, but yeah. I'm going back to the lack of, or so like saying so much and not saying anything at all. Yeah. Um, there's this uh thing I don't want to say it. So like um my stepdad uh I think was <laughs> it's so funny. Like we're still working on our relationship um because I was an adult before he came into the picture and um there so this is like paying attention to other people. Um he when I first met him and he still does. He talks a lot. Which is funny cuz he's Asian, like he's 100% Korean. <laughs> and, um, but for like the first couple of meetings, I was just like, why does he keep talking? And my sister's like, be nice, be nice. And I was like, but he's not saying anything. And yeah. I think for me, like after a while, I was like, oh, he's actually saying a lot. Like there's been a, you know, he's like, um, there's been situations, I guess, where nobody's hearing him. Mm. And I know he's, too so now I have to understand that he's just not a great communicator uh, mm-hmm. because he's just talking to talk like not to like he's not conveying any information he's not uh, so that's like his way of connecting mm. because when it got to the point that people just stopped listening to him he just stopped being around everybody like he quit hanging around you know in the common areas of when we had uh, when we could get together Um he would just come eat and then go away and like, or so he wouldn't sit and chit chat with everybody else when it was chit chat time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so paying attention to that and seeing that, like, it was just my own bias. Like I, I was just like very um, like, Oh my God, stop talking. You're just wasting some, like you're not letting anybody else <laughs> talk and get in the conversation. But then after a while I was like, Oh, Oh, something is really happening here. And um, so now we're actually, so once I got over my crap and uh, about it, um, we're in a space now that we, like, I can listen to him and he doesn't talk as much. So I think it was mm. more or less what space I was giving him. Mm-hmm. So so when he does speak, he's more succinct, but it's not that I'm correcting him or anything. Um, I think there was, like, a lot of stuff happening that we weren't tuned into. So we actually communicate a lot better because we're listening to each other and respecting each other's boundaries. So I think he sees after a while that I'm just mentally exhausted <laughs> and he'll stop. Good. <laughs> or yeah. yeah. I mean, it, um, but yeah, we're getting there. So it, it's ju- it just changes. So like, you know, as long as it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When we're, when your partner's in the conversation or when you're actually yes. both participating. Connected. Participating, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, people are different. I mean, some people are more chatty than others. Certainly extroverts mm-hmm. tend to be more chatty and, you know, so it's not going to be the same listening to me as it would to an extrovert. We're just <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, so work on your boundaries and your sovereignty and, um, and yeah, work on that communication, like work on listening and... Um, oh, the other one too, and I don't want to miss this one is um, that comprehension. I think is really, really important when you're listening to somebody because I know a lot of people that listen to respond. Yes, and I'm so glad you brought listen. that up. Yes, yeah, because it almost slipped my mind. I was like, wait a minute, no, we got to talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that listening to respond instead. Of, so they're not. Um, so if you're in this situation where you're only 
hearing enough to process enough information just to give a retort. Like, so you're not actually hearing the person and why they're saying what they're saying. You're just, um, Arguing? you're just trying. To, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it gets to that point. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst kind of conversation to me ever. Cause we're not having a conversation. It, it's a lecture. It's a, it's a debate. Um, it's a contest in who's winning. And I don't want to be in that conversation. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I'm not invested in winning. I'm invested in the relationship and problem solving and connecting. It's really hard to talk to somebody who talks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that I never do it, but I rarely <laughs> do it. Because I'm just really not that invested in, in winning. If right. I got to beat you over the head with something, then I'd just rather not talk to you because we're not on the same page. So let's try again later or something like that. Or maybe we don't need to have that conversation at all. Right. Because we don't have the relationship, you know, to sustain it or to connect or to make it useful. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been in that, that type of really, uh, not relationship, a conversation. Because um, mm-hmm. I know I made a comment an article I was reading and I was speaking to someone and they responded and I'm not even sure how it escalated the way it did because then um, I didn't want to tell it what the topic was but uh, so it escalated to a point that I was like because they kept coming at me and I was like well what do you want me to say and you know they responded and I was like well I I don't understand then why what are we talking about why are we talking about so what I said was I shut it down with why are we talking about this then and then you know they got totally upset about it and I get it like I was already upset to the point because I had no idea what happened and the whole thing got away from me (laughs) like I didn't know was that happening Mm -hmm. and we were yelling like we were raising our voice so we weren't yelling so our voices were getting raised we were getting a little impassioned and the thing is i'm like we weren't even talking about anything <laughs> like there was no end game neither <laughs> we wanted to make like all i wanted to say was i read this article and that was it so that, you know, it was just like one of those things like it just went crazy for nothing <laughs> like, wow yeah that happens especially when mercury's in retrograde <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah. Well, we definitely covered lots of ground. I hope that it makes people feel like we're approachable, I hope, or we're scary. I'm not sure. I hope it's approachable. Um, And if you feel like you can add to the conversation, we definitely would like to hear from you. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have a different understanding of something or just something you want to share, please do. Um, You can join the conversation on our private Facebook group. It's Pan Society. Just look that up. We're also on Instagram and Twitter if those are your preferred platforms. I'm Laura Giles with Sherry Calvert, and we'll see you next week. Bye.